You're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on, on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us on this special Oscar results reaction show. <laughs> so while you're here, please hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, certified geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, Syracuse, New York, and always among us, our moderator, and troll hammer, and he's got that hammer armed and ready for tonight. Stronger than the DK banana slammer, it is Joe from Fallen One Gaming, and always with me, the warrior from Wakanda, the fiend from Louisville, my man, Mark Withers, please introduce our guests. What's up, everybody? Super excited to be here as usual. And yes, tonight we will go through the results of our Oscar predictions. Last time you saw this group, we kind of chopped it up, gave, gave our two cents on who we thought was going to win what. Uh, we brought back our two uh, favorite movie critics uh first up joe uh, i'm sorry josh burris from movie aficionados how are you sir what's going on it's movie uh and gaming aficionados now as you guys know i do gaming streams uh movie reviews all that stuff i put up my review for morbius uh, you can watch it if you want to or not yeah, I definitely don't watch the movie. Um, and uh, big shout out to Zack Snyder, man. Congrats on your win of best something. Uh, good job, man. Ready to get into it, you guys. Now let's go. Ugh. Right, right on, right on. And of course, you are working on a movie yourself. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about that real quick? Okay, yeah, I was gonna uh, wait, but I'll, I'll talk about it now. Um, we're cooking up a little something, man. I got two. The two movie experts, I'm so happy they're down there. Yeah, Jay and uh, Mark there who uh, are gonna be in my documentary. It's gonna be called Box Office Heroes. It's about uh, the movie industry and comic book movies, how they're changing the film industry, how things are changing, where we go from here. Uh, I'm working on it, you know, very hard. It's coming along really nicely and hopefully it will be on a streaming service, you know, uh, very soon. So yeah, man. Big shout out. Thank you to you guys for helping me, you know. Absolutely. Happy to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for asking us to be a part of it. I know that like, you know, the conversation that you and I had uh, for, for this movie was fantastic. Absolutely. I had a really good time with the questions that you asked me. So I, I, I wanted to thank you for that personally. And uh, yeah. <laughs> well, same with Jason. And I was going to say, I was thinking about doing like a behind the scenes thing, like a behind the scenes special, like where I just post the whole interview somewhere, like maybe in a back uh, special features type thing, because our discussion was great. The whole thing was great. So yeah, man, both, both awesome. of you guys. Thank you yeah, so much. Awesome. It was really fun. All right, and uh, Wesley Jones is here among us. As you can see, um, he's not sitting down right now. Uh, hopefully, he'll be with us shortly. So before we get started, you know, with the meeting, first and foremost, let me just say, we will talk about that slap, but we'll wait till the end of the show. Uh, when we get to that, please, everyone in the chat, I know I don't have to say this, but I'm going to say this anyway. Just keep it civil. Um, we, I know we all have different opinions here about that. But before we get to the reactions to the, uh, the results of the Oscars, First and foremost, as I just said earlier, Taylor Hawkins passed away. Okay, we're, we, we are big rock and roll and metal fans here at Nerd Cage Live. So I want to just take this opportunity real quick to 
talk about Taylor Hawkins, the, his greatness, and like, man, I just, the Foo Fighters were just in Syracuse a few months ago, and I miss that show, I regret that now, but, but Mark, I want to start with you. Any great, you know, any memory of, you know, of you seeing Foo Fighters or meeting Taylor Hawkins or just, I know you're a drummer, if he had an influence on you, go ahead and just, you know, um, talk about Taylor Hawkins real quick. Yeah, so the first time that I became aware of Taylor Hawkins was like in 1997 or 1998, because before he was a Foo Fighter, he was the drummer for Alanis Morissette. And uh, either one of those years, 97 or 98, she did an MTV Unplugged episode. And in that, um, he just played his ass off, literally. Like, I just was floored by just his skill. Like, just not only, like, his, his ability to keep time and keep good meter, but he had amazing cymbal work. He had these great embellishments, like just he made those songs better live. And I just remember hearing him and thinking like, I don't know who that guy is, but he's amazing. He's incredible. And then a few months later, the Foo Fighters announced that they have this new drummer. They come out with the album, The Color and the Shape, which had all the hits on it like had Monkey Wrench, Everlong, like all these great songs. And he quickly became like one of my favorite drummers and Foo Fighters became one of my favorite bands after that. And so, yeah, I'm personally pretty wrecked by this, you know, like, it, the, you know, it's it's sad when anyone dies and, and really when any celebrity that, that you uh, admire passes away, but this one feels almost, per, you know, pretty personal just because he was a direct influence on the way that I play and also like the music that I listen to and why I listen to it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty crestfallen by the news. Yeah, so absolutely. Same here. Uh, Joshua Burst of Movie Aficionados, what about you? Were you a Foo Fighters fan or anything like that? Yeah, I remember, uh, I guess I would say my first memory of the Foo Fighters, obviously Dave Grohl's Nirvana after that. I remember, I think it was the MTV Movie Awards, or no, MTV Music Awards uh, 1995, where they performed Everlong, and everybody loved it, and that's when they were, we were all hooked on it. Uh, and I wanted to say also, like, it's so sad, we're losing all these drummers. We're losing Neil Peart, you know, losing uh, Joey Jordison, plus Taylor Hawkins. It's like, what, what do we have left? And the Foo Fighters were one of those bands that I, you know, that I've liked as a kid that, you know, they're one of the long lasting bands that we still have, like, you know, we've lost other bands and that whole style has been kind of gone, you know, but um, yeah, it's, it's a sad, uh, like, like Mark said, sad to lose anybody, but yeah, it's very sad to lose, um, you know, a piece of good music. Uh, that's it, man. That's all I have to say. Rest in peace to Taylor. Joe, what about you, man? Yeah, I, I wasn't a, like a super fan or anything of Foo Fighters, but I did I did enjoy the band and I, I basically grew up on them. And you know, it's 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 sad to have all like he said it's sad to have all these drummers go when it's way too early for them to go. And you know, I I love you know I love Everlong, I love Monkey Ranch, I, I love all their hits. It's it's great, but uh, yeah, it's. It touches you right here. Sad, sad that he had to go so early. Yeah. Uh, before my turn, uh, Joe, I for we forgot. Joe, who's in the chat? In the chat tonight, we have Paul Tackett. We have Byron so, Kingsley. Yes. We have Otis Commentary. Hey! We have Shea Smithers. All right. Arch R11. And 
fake vets. I see oh, Huan Frazier. Right, He's Huan a friend. Frazier, yes. And over in uh, over in Twitch, we have Dallas Cowboys Baby Shark. Um, thank you for being here. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. So I'll just give my piece real quick on uh, Taylor Hawkins. So my first memory, okay, obviously Nirvana, obviously led me to the Foo Fighters. I remember when I Stick Around came out, but when I when when the um the first Foo Fighters album came out, Taylor Hawkins wasn't on it, but I remember I'll Stick Around and Big Me. Then the Color and the Shape came out, and this is what sticks out: the music video to Everlong. And I love the fact that in the video, uh, Dave Grohl's the dude and his girlfriend is Taylor Hawkins in drag. And at the end of the video, uh, he rips the bed apart and underneath the bed there's a drum kit and he starts pounding on the fucking drums. And what blew my mind, not only seeing that bed turn into a drum kit, was so mind blowing on MTV, I was just a kid, I was 10 or 11, but those goddamn drum fills were like fast and ferocious and we didn't really see that style of drumming at least not in like mainstream rock that often so like i said it was mind-blowing seeing him do in um everlong and on top of that taylor hawkins could sing and he did a lot of the backing vocals uh with the foo fighters and his backing vocals in particular on the pretender are fucking awesome and if you ever see them play yeah. pretender live basically he's he's drumming and, and singing and screaming at the same time they they roll singing and screaming and it's fucking awesome so yeah the, he was a massive talent and uh i never listened to his solo band where he sings and plays guitar i don't remember the name of the band but yeah it such a tragic loss such a great drummer and when it comes to like mainstream rock like he's upper tier like i yeah um rest in peace taylor hawkins um and uh to, to his friends and family i know he's got three kids and a wife you know condolences to them and dave Grohl. i mean the fact that he lived through nirvana he lived through Kirk, losing right. Kirk Bay and now losing his drummer not, not just a drummer but like he was a driving force behind the food fire so you know shout out to dave Grohl as well that he's got to live through this tragedy tragedy again at this point in his career right. um also i'm happy that they made the rock and roll hall of fame so um yeah um all right now we're still waiting on west but there's still one more topic we need to talk about here on nerd cage live uh just the other day we received the news that due to health concerns bruce willis calling in the day um i was shocked but at the same time all the signs were there in front of us for like the last several years uh, so, Mark, go ahead, take this one away. Your thoughts on Bruce Willis on the retirement and his legacy? Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad news to hear, certainly. But as you say, the signs were there now that, you know, we know exactly, you know, what's going on. We can kind of look back and kind of see some of, some of those signs. I was remarking with some friends at work earlier that um, I'd heard a lot of rumors over the years about how he'd been, like progressively becoming more difficult to work with not that he was like a bad guy or anything like that but that um it was difficult to get multiple takes out of him and things like that and now that we kind of know this that may explain some of that you know assuming that that's true um it's just um it, it's sad because 
he really is a, a talent. You know what I mean? You look at some of some of his best work, in my opinion. You know, Die Hard, Unbreakable, The Sixth Sense. Um, you know, these are these are um, you know iconic Hollywood films that he was part of, and, and and in some cases groundbreaking films. And so to not have him as a talent going forward, um, you know, it's it's. Um, you know, it's sad for us, and it's got to be ex uh, extremely difficult for him. I can only imagine what it must be like to to not be able to communicate. You know, to to have the to have the thoughts and the ideas, and not be able to express them in the way that you want to. It's got to be maddening. So, you know, um, thoughts and prayers out to him, obviously, and certainly to his family and to pe and to to uh, those that care about. Him. Very well said. Uh... Joshua Burst, you, I mean, you're the movie aficionados guy, so yeah. I know you got some things to say. Uh, what is your reaction to the retirement and looking back at his legacy? Well, I already know this was coming because I'm a, my favorite YouTube channel of all time, Red Letter Media. They did a thing about you know him being in 27 movies in the last two years and the geezer teasers, all that stuff. And looking back on it now, it's like, oh, this all makes sense. They even Red Letter Media had come out and they, I don't know if they apologized, but they'd said, oh, it makes sense. You know, he's trying to get this money for his family. So all those films, he got like a million per film, whatever it was. Uh, these films that you guys have never heard of and I've only heard of through them and watched the clips from them, the Red Box films he's made. But you know what? It was for his family, uh, all the things about, you know, him with the earpiece, all that. Uh, it makes me feel bad for, you know, not knowing at the time the whole situation. And it goes to show you have to see somebody's situation and put it in perspective. We'll talk about that later in the show, too, you know. Um, but <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah, you don't know what somebody's going through, man. And um, it's, it's really sad. And my favorite movie of all time, I talked about it several times. I've done videos on it. It's Pulp Fiction. And yeah, yeah I, I'll always remember, oh man, you know, uh, Bruce Willis from Pulp Fiction and his part and The Watch and everything else. Um, and yeah, all the other iconic performances, like you guys said. Um, you know, uh, it's it's uh, it's sad, um, but I wish him the best, and I wish you know his family the best because that's what it's all for, right? You know, so yeah. that's it, man. Hey, that's very well said, uh, Josh. Uh, Joe, you, go you. ahead, man. I know uh, you, you in particular like Bruce Willis, so go ahead and uh, I want to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, I, I love all his hit movies: uh, Die Hard, Pulp Fiction, Sixth Sense. All he's a, he's got incredible range and i mean he's just he's you know one of our action hero greats it's legendary so i mean i am for him to have this you know mental disease and everything i could understand why he'd have to take a break you know and take and retire and uh before it gets you know uncontrollable uh so it's good to be able to have him you know, leave on top and we can remember all the great movies he's given us over the years. So uh, as sad as it is, I, I, I can understand and I wish him the best. Absolutely. Uh, I was going to tack on to what you, everyone else just said real quick. So uh, uh, like, like I said before, I was shocked. Now, like I said, the signs were there. Um, the thing that's, that's weird to me though, is like Bruce Willis is basically the same age as my parents. 
and you know to see him go out like this it's just like oh my like oh my i'm thinking to myself oh my god like my parents are like you know they're in the same age as bruce willis you know what if you know it's so i can't imagine how rumor his daughter uh demi moore's daughter bruce's daughter like you know like how she's got to feel like like to see her, you know her dad going through this and whatnot so and i'm like oh wow um but yeah and i i kind of like gave him a little bit of shit like you know, hey, the last 10 years he's been doing crap movies. Like, what's going on here? Like, I never thought my favorite action, one of my favorite action stars would be going to the straight-to-DVD, you know, route. But now I understand. He was trying to do as much as he can and make as much money as he can before, because he knew this was coming. Um, by the way, I see people in the chat talk about uh, Moonlighting. Um, I think which, that was yeah, the TV show great did. Show. Yeah, I don't remember that. Man, it was the TV show that was before Die Hard. That was like before Die Hard. There was right. Moonlight. That was yeah. the show. before I was born. So I'm not gonna give Bruce Willis shit for the ten, the last ten years of movies he right, did. Right, I'm just gonna, right, I'm just gonna say that it doesn't matter how many shit movies he's done. It does not take away from his legacy. Again, we just talked about Die Hard, Pulp Fiction. I, I'm a huge fan of Sin City. Uh, Unbreakable, uh, going into more recent territory, Hostage was really good. Um, I think most recently the, that he did, even though it was a small role, Motherless Brooklyn with uh, Edward Norton. He was good in that, mm -hmm. even though that was a brief uh, role. Um, you know, as a kid, I think the very first movie I ever seen with Bruce Willis was Hudson Hawk. I know it, as a kid, I liked it. Give me a break. But Die Hard, again, something I watch every Christmas. Because you should be watching every Christmas. Um, and I remember when Die Hard 3 came out. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Like, oh, that was that like was the biggest one. movie in the world. Yes, and, so I like it. And that, not only that Die Hard with a Vengeance was like the biggest movie in the world. But like, I feel like Bruce Willis and Demi Moore to me when I was growing up. That was the first time I understood what, like, what an A-lister was. Like, right. you know how there's actors and famous people? Well, I think Bruce Willis was, was I was old enough to understand there's A-listers, there's B-listers, there's the D-list. That Bruce Willis was like the A-list with Tom Cruise at the time, John Travolta and Nick Cage. That that the early 90s, early to mid-90s celebrities, like Bruce Willis was like one of the first people I think of because like you said, Mark, not only that he was a terrific action star, he was different. You know what I'm right. saying? Like he could act better you know better than the typical action star so he he had more range than the typical action star again pulp fucking fiction one of my favorite movies right. of all time and i think he's the best part of that movie personally um right. butch the boxer i think that's <laughs> yeah, one of the reasons why i, like, I love butch. boxing step aside butch step aside oh, yeah man. but not just that but the part where he's in the in the taxi cab with uh uh, was it Alice Moralda? Yeah. He's like, Maria's he's like, how does yeah. it, how does it, how does it feel like to kill a man? Well, he shouldn't put his gloves on in the first place. I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't try yeah. to kill him, yeah. but you know, but now that I that I did, <laughs> yeah, um, like Bruce was one of a kind, dude, and like, yeah. So like I said, it will never take away from his legacy, and you know, it's just. It's just it's like wow. I mean, and now, 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 I hate to switch, switch gears real quick, but look at Sylvester Stallone and look at Clint Eastwood. You gotta have a new yeah. appreciation for those guys because they've been doing it mm. decades mm -hmm. longer, and yeah. those same type of movies, but decades longer. So, mm -hmm. who I didn't think we'd be losing Bruce Willis this soon. So, 
just be grateful that we still got Clint Eastwood, we still got Stallone, we still got, you know, Michelle Yeoh still doing her thing. Like, we still have a lot of action stars yeah. well past their prime doing their thing. So I'm just saying yeah. this here, right here, right now, for all these old school action stars that we're lucky enough to still have, appreciate it. Because yeah, who yeah, knows when it's going to end. Documentary, yeah. That's why I talk about my documentary. Well, it's, it's, it's gone. Uh, the star is gone. You yeah. know, it's more so the 19th Batman reboot or whatever nowadays, you know, yeah. so yeah. we don't get uh, the stars, but yeah. Tom Cruise too. Tom Cruise is still trying. Yeah, he's still, still doing his thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So like I said, uh, we're still waiting on West, but I figured why don't we get started on the, um, on the results here. So we're going to go, we're going to start with the small categories and then we'll go into the big categories. Joe's going to read off the category. He's not going to read off every single nominee. He's just going to read off who we picked and who the winner was. So, Joe, from Fallout 1 Gaming, you're the moderator. Take it away, my friend. All right. First category up was Best Costume Design. And Wes's pick was Cruella. I believe Josh and Mark both picked Dune. And UJ picked Nightmare Alley. And the winner? The winner, of that, the winner of that category was our boy Wes with Cruella. Yes. Yeah. So nice one, Wes. They're a good yeah, move, Wes. He's the only Wes. one that got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, next category. This one was unanimous across the board. And this was for best sound. Everybody picked Dune. And everybody won. Yes. <laughs> No I love it there. when you say that. Yeah, all right, all right. So, uh, and Wes and is back. Nice. Oh, right on time. Right on time, Wes. Right on time. So, so far, you you've won all three categories. How awesome! <laughs> awesome. Uh, next category we have another unanimous decision was best original score, and everybody picked Dune on this one as well, and Dune won it. Yes. Um, <laughs> the next one here was best adapted screenplay. Uh, Josh and Mark picked Coda. Jay picked Drive My Car, and Wes picked The Power of the Dog. The winner of that category was both Josh and Mark with Coda. Awesome. Okay, I gotta follow the screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one we have here was best original screenplay. Now I'm gonna go in and just say nobody actually won this one. <laughs> That's the only one. That's the only category where nobody won. Yes. Um, Josh picked Don't Look Up. Mark picked Ooh. King Richard. Jay picked Licorice Pizza. And. I think Wes also picked Licorice Pizza. I did, yep. Now, Jay, did you have a winner here? Uh, like, what actually won it? Yes, so the winner of that one was... Uh, da, 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 da. Belfast, I Belfast. believe. Belfast, yeah, Belfast, Belfast won Best Visual Screenplay. Uh, oh. Yep, so. gotcha. All right. Uh, next one on the list is Best Film Editing. Jay had Don't Look Up. Wes and Josh both had Dune. And Mark had Tick, Tick, Boom. The winner of this one was Wes and Josh with Dune. 
Yeah, I should have stuck with Doom, man. <laughs> yeah, the it, was, awards. Yeah, yeah. it was the Mad Max Fury Road of this yeah. year. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, next one we have was best makeup and hairstyling. Uh, Wes and Mark had the eyes of Tammy Faye, and Jay and Josh had House of Gucci. Uh, the winner for this one was Wes and Mark with the eyes of Tammy Faye. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right, next one on the list is best animated feature. Jay, Wes, and Mark all had Encanto, and Josh had Raya of the, and the Last Dragon. <laughs> no surprise here. Jay, Wes, and Mark all won with Encanto. I knew it would win. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know what I was thinking. The next one here is another unanimous winner uh best original song which went to no time to die by billy eilish yep yes i'm so glad 007 got something man got something yeah, yeah. if they would have if they would have picked a different encanto song it probably would have yeah. won i don't yeah. i just don't understand the nomination here i really don't yeah, well, that's I just I feel am. like Billie Eilish was was destined for greatness, and yeah, if you think of, if, if you think of James Bond, the besides yeah. Bond himself, the other thing you always associate is okay, who's doing the song for James Bond? And mm -hmm. at and you gotta admit that Billie Eilish was the perfect choice given her popularity, the trend, and the vibe of the movie. It worked. It was without a doubt the best performance there too. Like I agree. Uh, at the live performances, because that there's some songs that are like, oh. Yo, yeah, Byron's got a good point though. He says with the best of them. Byron Kingsley in the chat says that this is the third 007 song to win an Oscar. Yeah, what were the other two? Was it uh, for your eyes only? I think was one. Skyfall, definitely. Skyfall, 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 Skyfall yeah. Skyfall. Is so great. two of them came out of the Craig era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next category is best cinematography. Uh, Wes picked Dune. Actually, Wes, Josh, and Mark picked Dune, and Jay picked West Side Story. This is another Dune win. So Wes, Josh, and Mark come out the winners on this one. I was yes. teetering on it, but <laughs> I'm not crying about it, but hey, what can you do here? So it, 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 it was a solid guess, man. Like, you know, like the 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 acclaim that that remake has been getting. Yeah, you know like the I mean? sweeping the cameras and all that. And mm -hmm. So that's yeah. why I went I went with that. I was I, like I said I was teetering, but yeah. <laughs> uh, next one is best international feature. This was another unanimous winner with "Drive My Car." It was yeah. the it was the center space on the bingo board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one is another unanimous decision. Uh, best production design going to Dune. Hell yep. yeah, baby! <laughs> Finish him. The next one we have is best visual effects. Jay and Wes both had Dune, and me and Mark had Free Guy. The winners here are Jay and Wes with Dune. What did I have? I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, uh, you had No Way Home. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I feel like if Dune was gonna win anything. 
Yeah. It was special yeah. effects. Like was that special. was like the yeah, one. Yeah. I know I picked Dune several times, but this was the category. I'm like, Dune has to win, or is it a complete failure? On top of that, I'm just gonna reiterate. Why was Shang-Chi on there is beyond me. And I just feel like I just feel like it wasn't even a competition. Like Dune was the clear cut favorite here in my in my opinion. Right. Alright, now into some of the big categories. Uh, right, first we one go. we have here is Best Director. Mark had Paul Thomas Anderson with Licorice Pizza. Uh, I had Belfast by default, <laughs> just because I had to be the other guy. Um, Wes had Jane Campion on Power of the Dog. Josh had Drive My Car. And Jay had Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. The winner of the Best Director was Wes with uh, The Power of the Dog. Yeah, that was a smart pick. Yeah, that was pick. that was the only and category we all had different, different answers. So <laughs> terrible, like I can't. I we all had different shocking. answers. <laughs> with with how much the the academy has been so focused on inclusivity and all this type mm -hmm. of stuff, I really thought, well, there's a lot of, well, I almost said a lot of power behind Power of the Dog. There nice. was a lot of support <laughs> behind right. uh, Power of the Dog, and I thought. You know, this is a this is an opportunity. I could really see them going with a female director, yeah. and I think she was probably the favorite for that. And it is a well directed movie. It's not like it was just just a, a terrible choice of the Academy. But mm -hmm. I, I think uh, a lot of people kind of flipped the script and were kind of rooting against Power of the Dog uh, quite a bit um, down the home stretch. Yeah. I'm, right, next I'm up. Ask, did any of you guys like it? I'm sorry. Did you guys like no, it? I, I still haven't seen it. I haven't oh, seen yeah. it. Yeah. So. Like or or love. I liked the movie. Yes, I enjoyed watching oh, it. Once. I didn't that like was, it. Okay. That was good enough for me. Yeah. Well, I really we'll enjoyed it. the. A talk on our, on your podcast and like a you know some kind of something about it you know yeah yeah, yeah well um, my co-host didn't like it either so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up is uh, best actress. One point. Uh, Jay, okay. Uh, Jay, Wes, and Mark all had Jessica Hello. Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye and Josh yes. and Stewart for Spencer. The winner here you get, was you Jay, Wes, and Mark with Jessica Chastain in The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah, I, I after seeing that well, performance, I mean, she was I she was a clear favorite of mine. Not but I, I, I just had a hard time seeing someone else win. Now. I just really yeah, but, had a really um, good feeling that she's going to win this one. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 Jessica Chastain had all the momentum, and like I, I was rooting for her. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. No, so like I, I agree that she was the best actress. I'm so happy she deserved it. Didn't she already win though? No. Because that was one of the reasons. She's no? been nominated. She's never won. Oh man. Yeah, oh, like that, I, I thought knew, that was her first win. See, yeah, that was her that. first. Like. Oh, okay. I, I thought she got one for like either the Help or uh, Zero Dark Thirty or any of those. That was, she was Zero like, Dark Thirty. Nominated for the Help, but didn't win. See, Zero Dark Thirty She's was great. the first movie I seen her in, but like when I saw Molly's Game, I was in love with her. Like Molly's Game was like the movie. I didn't that, really like, like Molly's Game, but I, like, <laughs> I thought she no, was. You know, I, every bit of fantastic in that movie. I just I like the script for Molly's Game. I didn't like the direction though. Well, but, it's based um, on a book. It's based on a book. Yeah, right, and right, I'm right, sure right, there's right. some people who probably didn't like it because it didn't have enough. I never read the book. 
But like I said, she's drop dead gorgeous. She was awesome in that movie. And the fact that fun fact, the um oh, yeah. Michael Sarah's character was actually supposed to be Toby Maguire in real life. Like Toby oh, that wow. his character is actually Toby oh, Maguire. Nice. That's hmm. who he that's who he is and whatever. So hmm. um okay. but yeah, and then and then of course she did it and she did X Men and like yeah, she's awesome. She's ever been awesome. I'm finally glad she got her award. She's yeah, she's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next one here, we have Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Wes and Jay both picked Ariana DeVose for West Side Story. Josh picked Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog. And Mark picked Anue Ellis for... Anjanu Ellis. Anjanu, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I knew I was going to put that. <laughs> um, the winner of this one was Jay and Wes with Ariana DeVose. Again, and West Side Story, say, safe, safe pick. You know, it was a safe pick. Yeah. And, yeah, and let me say, like, that was, that's a well-deserved win, right? Mm. And it's a historic win, I think. Like, because mm. if you think about it, Rita Moreno played the same role in mm. the 1961 version. She also won an Academy Award for her performance. So here we are 60-plus years later. There's a There's a remake that is also, like you know, heavily nominated, she wins in the exact same role as Rita Moreno. Like, I don't think that that's really, to my, to my knowledge, that's never happened before. Like where two two different actors playing the same role both no, no, no. an Oscar. Mark, Joker, Joker, Heath Ledger, oh. Hockey mm. Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always deep forget cut, about Joker. Cut. That is, yeah. <laughs> I right mean, the only difference, well, the yeah, only difference, yeah. though, was Heath Ledger was Best Supporting Actor and Hakeem Phoenix was Best okay. Lead Actor, but it was the same role, essentially. Right, right, but not the same, yeah, but not the same category, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yes and no, right? Yeah. Like, we're both a little yeah, bit absolutely. right. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I, I'm happy yeah. for her. Like, I mean, I haven't seen West Side Story. Like I said, I just went with it because it was the safe pick, and... Sure. Yeah, it's just cool that she got that recognition or whatever, you know. And I, I mean, I really thought West Side Story was going to walk away with more, but I'm glad she was the one that. Mm -hmm. could, I'm glad West Side Story won that particular category. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, next up, we have Best Supporting Actor. Um, Wes had Troy Kotzer for Coda. Actually, Wes, Josh, and Mark all had Troy Kotzer for Coda. And Jay had J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos. The winner here here was Wes, Josh, and Mark with Coda. Yes. Yep. History being made. Another so. historic win. First first F actor to win an Academy Award. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean this was a this was a night of nights, man. Like you know, I know yeah. people are gonna remember it for the one event that we're gonna talk about later. Yes, which is a damn show. I mean, <laughs> even if you took that out of the equation, this was a really special Academy Awards for a lot for a number of other reasons besides that. Absolutely. Yeah. Next we have Best Picture. Uh, Josh and Mark both picked Coda. Wes picked The Power of the Dog, and Jay picked West Side Story. The winner here is Josh and Mark with Coda. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, gonna give the hands for Coda. Uh, it's so sad that everything happened that kind of took that away from the win which we talked about. But yeah, I had some issues with this Oscar that weren't that. Other issues. Okay. Like other nonsense that was going on. Sure. Was like, what? Yeah. You know? 
Um, yeah, but yeah, man. And last but not least, we have the best actor with Wes, Josh, and Mark picking Will Smith for King Richard, and Jay picked, no surprise here, Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. The winners here obviously were Wes, Josh, and Mark with Will Smith for King Richard. Yep. There for now! For Hold on! Day. For now! I knew this was coming. <laughs> for now! West, man. You, you are the, the Rams, the LA Rams here. And, <laughs> yeah. Although I think, I, can, I, I think I'll make this segue by saying that Denzel had the best advice of the night. <laughs> he did. He did. Yes. You know? And props to him because, you know, number one, you know, him being like a true um, mentor, right? Like, like yeah, like just his level of, of, of sportsmanship, gamesmanship, like in this, he really didn't have to, you know, say what he said to Will Smith in that moment, you know, like he did, you know? And to me, that is sort of the, the mark of a true elder statesman, someone that we really should respect regardless of whether he's ever won anything. You know what I mean? It's just like the, the fact that he was willing to do that speaks volumes to his character. And, you know, it made me like him that much more. Yeah. Now, before we get into full-on slap talk, uh, we are going to show the winners yes. of, the, of this here. And uh, on the bottom, sorry, Jay, you only got nine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, listen. Uh, nine out of 19. I may be the loser, but nine bad. out of 19. That ain't. Yeah. <laughs> not not yeah. the worst. Uh, I, I mean, that's better than my Emmy score, just saying. <laughs> yeah. In third place, we have Josh with 11. Their runner up is Mark with 13. All right. Which means our I'll take grand it, winner. I'm, I'm, is Wes with 16 total. 16 of 19. <laughs> awesome. So, yes, absolutely. Congrats. Hats off to you, Wes. No, I appreciate it. Uh, I usually I usually go for either three or four misses. I've never had just two. I'm trying to get where I just have two misses. But mm -hmm. it's usually, I usually average about three misses. So that's what I was trying to, trying to, to beat. Hey, consistency <laughs> is good, and it's just funny. There's Absolutely. only one category where we all we all missed. I mean, yeah. somebody got yeah. something in every category. Yeah, that's and good. And like we all, and we there was a lot of unanimous. So let's just say this: so if we have a unanimous decision, that means that's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. We were right. we didn't miss on unanimous decisions, so that's we'll do true. this next year. Like for anyone who's watching Nerd Cage Live, or if you're coming in from movie fishing house or you're coming in from uh um real talk just say just look at this though us on screen have a unanimous decision book it it's gonna win <laughs> <laughs> um I, uh, shay wants to know what the punishment for jay is gonna be get it over with <laughs> is it gonna be a slap I just want to say that was good. That was good. I just want to say a quick shout out to Questlove and to the uh, Queen of Basketball. Uh, you know, we, I, 
I wish we did the yes. best documentary. We could pick that, but you know, um, Questlove, man, you know, I'll, I'll definitely check out that documentary. I did watch The Queen of Basketball, and uh, oh, we nice. spoke about that before. Um, yeah, man, you know that this was where I hopefully one day I'll be. Well, with uh, my documentary and you guys will be there in the clips or something, you know, but uh, awesome. I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe I won't get slapped when I'm out there either. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just just you don't say, say any like G.I. Jane jokes and you'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I'm going to say more savage stuff. <laughs> oh, boy, Jay. Did you see Derek's comment there? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also, I, I am sorry. I know that I talked about it in the beginning of the show. Um, what was up with the the best scene award or whatever the hell that was? Okay, kind of Zack Snyder. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy for Zack Snyder. Okay, he's my guy. Um, <laughs> I know it's a stupid award. It means nothing. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It was best scene ever. But the of all fact time. that it doesn't matter how you look at it. DC once again walks away with an Academy Award. Marvel does not. Okay, I'm happy for Zack Snyder and the Snyder Cut and its impact. But what about Army of the Dead, though? Like, are you happy for? I that? like Army of the Dead. Oh, okay. Well, then I then like Army of the Dead. Sorry, you sorry. can't forget. Sorry, Jay. Sorry. Also, you gotta keep in mind though, when Army of the Dead came out at the time, it set the Netflix record at the time. It's been broken now. Oh. Well. But at the time, Army of the Dead broke the Netflix record. And at the time it broke the HBO Max record at the time. So that was I'm it, just that saying was that for for a brief moment last year, Zack Snyder was the most streamed movie director in the world. <laughs> so it's gotta count for something. You can't Zack Snyder has his fair share of haters, we'll say that, but he's also got his fair share of fans and Oscars proved it. No, and I, I didn't mean like I wanted to hate on Zack Snyder. I was just confused. Like it was just of all time. It was like the Matrix, and they just picked these random movies: yeah. Matrix, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Snyder Cut, yeah. and I don't know, maybe also, The Godfather. It's like, wait, what? I'm yeah, I was a little confounded by that too, because yeah, like how how were these um, nominees like chosen? Like out of the the plethora of, of films over the past. What, like how long is the how long has the Oscars been around since the 30s, right? So yeah. all out of all time, these are the like you know what I mean? Like I just kind of found that small sample of films to to not really be the the you know what I mean? Like it's definitely like a, oh, I know what you mean. Not a really, yeah. yeah, you know. I it's so, a, it's, 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 I acknowledge it's a dumb something. category, but hey, no matter well, how I just don't want to be a precedent. No matter how you yeah. look at it, Zack Snyder's now an Oscar winner. However you want to look at yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're not hating on Snyder. We're, what, what we're saying, though, is that that category, it, it's it's a little it's a little confusing that you just pick like just these random, not these not necessarily random films, but just like these films within a short, very short window of time yeah. to be the most. You know what I mean? like to be the most popular films of all time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily accurate, you know? But well, I, it, it, is what it, it is what it is. I expect stuff like this. I expect the lunacy and the ridiculousness <laughs> yeah. of the, the, the choices. I mean, I don't, this is so stupid, but it's like <laughs> the, the awards of the past 
the, the award shows of the past for, for a certain period of time are like the Academy Awards. And now what they're doing is just, it's a clown show most yeah. of the time. I mean, I hate to say it, it really is. Like it's, it, it doesn't even, it doesn't feel prestigious. It doesn't feel legit. It feels motivated by money and motivated by political um, ideologies and stuff mm -hmm. like that. That's what it feels like all the time now. It never feels genuine. It never feels real. Um, the Will Smith thing, the, so many people thought it was staged because that's what they expect just to try to yeah. get the ratings. And okay. I honestly don't think that it was because it seemed pretty pretty real to me. But when 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 that type of thing happens and nobody cares anything else about really the awards and how it took place, it just kind of shows you the state of where the award show is. And uh, I just, like, I can't take something like that serious. Best scene of all time and you put the Snyder Cut in it? The yeah. Matrix 2, though. But The Matrix, right. which is like 1999. No. It's like, wait, what? Of so all time? Right. right. Yeah. I mean, no mention oh. of like in, any anything anything beyond like the 19, 1980s and 1990s. You know what I mean? <laughs> what about, you know, On the Waterfront? What about Rebel Without a Cause? What about Giant? Like, what if, you know what I mean? Like, no. right. Double indemnity. Like, like, there's so many, like, yeah, history. That's not even a category like, that you can really do. Like, you'd have to, you'd have to split it up and say, like, a best of this decade or something like that. Yeah. You know, you so, I'm going to give you a good... Time. I'm going to give you a good answer. The answer is that people weren't born who are of age to buy the, the stuff that's in all the 900 commercials that they showed that uh, they know the Matrix and stuff. That's the whole point is to sell right. the commercials, sell, sell ad space. And like, yeah, the integrity, I'm putting quotes in there. Like, what are they going to have next year? Best, yeah. you know, animal or whatever in them. Like, just random shit they're going to have. It's going to yeah. turn into MTV Awards slash People's Choice Awards. And it's not going to be, yeah. nobody's going to care. Nobody cares I also anyway. didn't even but. know about that category until I read an article about it. I wasn't even aware <laughs> that they did it, if you want the honest truth. And right. among didn't all they? the categories we did today, I felt like I picked the ones that were important. You know what I'm saying? Like, 19 oh, yeah, right. yeah. No, of I course. agree. I agree, yeah. Of course. I uh, also, I want to point out, it's not really nothing to do with the Academy. Well, it is and it isn't. But, though, I just want to point out, and I'm kind of happy, LeBron James won Worst Actor for, in the Razzies. <laughs> Sorry, I don't like LeBron James. I hated Space Jam 25 years ago, and I have no interest in seeing, seeing this new one. And LeBron James is, I just can't stand him on and off the court. <laughs> so for him yeah. to win best, or, you know, win worst actor, you know, puts a smile on my face. Just saying. I'm he's not really a good actor, but it's funny that you say that, Jay, because Byron says that your punishment should be to watch Space Jam 2. Oh, oh nice. so yeah. all eternity. Yeah. Oh, like that. Ever, ever, yeah. on replay. All right, so let's right get there. it over with. What is my punishment? <laughs> what is my punishment? I, I like the Space Jam. Yeah, I, th I like that. But you too. still have to watch your punishment from last time, uh -huh. uh, Rise of Skywalker, which you still haven't done. I still have. So it should be a double feature. It should be Rise of Skywalker oh, and then Space Jam, like immediately after. I've never seen Space Jam 2 because I knew it was an absolute cringe fest. That was the week when Space Jam 2 came out that I decided, you know what, this pig movie, I'd rather see that shit. And thank God. Thank God. And that was dope. I love that. Yeah, thank God I did. Again, I just want to say, I feel like Pig was snubbed. 
Lady Gaga was snubbed. Francis McDermott was snubbed. And again, I've heard people say yeah, Green Knight is another yeah, snub. Yeah, Green Knight. Um, yeah. I thought House Denis of Gucci was snubbed. Was snubbed. <laughs> yeah, Denis Villeneuve was there. He like everybody else won awards. Like, thank you, Denis. But I hey, Dune won the most. Dune won the most. Yeah. Dune won what? Dune won what? Six. Dune won six, uh, right? I don't. I didn't count them. I they, they won a I lot. Think Dune won you know? six. I think Dune won yeah. the oh, six. I'm 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 gonna also say I know. I'm so sorry. I know we gotta get to the slap. Uh, no, Amy Schumer and uh, the other two, uh, Regina, Wanda. Bad job. Bad job. Bad jokes. Bad job. Uh, really yeah. cringe. Super cringe. <laughs> you you cr had sexual assault, which is another different uh, charge that you could be arrested for. Which I don't want to get into that with Jason. Oh, we talking about the Regina Hall stage. shit? Oh, all, all of it. The whole thing yeah. it was all cringe it was all bad yeah um yeah stop just stop just have chris rock come back before we I get think the most to... memorable movie of the entire oscars this year was gi jane okay so chris rock okay i just want to say that chris rock whether you think the joke was in poor taste or not i don't think it was because from what I read, he didn't know about her condition. Um, I just thought he was tremendous being professional, handling it live with the whole world watching, and he didn't hit back, and he was professional about it. Yeah, he cursed, but he was professional about it. And the fact that he's 160 pounds and 180, 190 pound man couldn't knock him out. Props to Chris yeah. Rock. He stood up like a man, took it, and didn't hit back. I don't know really After all that, that, that boxing training that, that he did for Ali, to have such a bizarre looking slap form, I just was like, I think that I think that feeds into the the conspiracy theory that it, was that it wasn't right. Yeah. So, well, so, so was. like he 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 looked, and I'm not one of these conspiracy theorists. I think that he I think it was real, but like the the theory is that because he slapped him the way that he did, and the fact that Chris Rock didn't try to defend himself like if you were really in that situation right like if it was you and someone was coming at you whether you could fight or not you might put your hands up yeah. but he had his hands behind his back after talking with his hands pretty much the whole time just suddenly as will smith's approaching puts his hands behind his back now some of that makes sense to me i don't think it was staged but if it was i might like go back and think about those things and be like oh yeah well kind of makes yeah, I'm just gonna say this though. Did Chris Rock really think he was gonna hit him? Like, I th okay, listen, I didn't watch it live. Let me just get that out of the way. I didn't watch it live, but let's for example, Kanye West. Remember how he snagged the mic from um uh, from Taylor Swift? Yeah. What, what yeah. maybe Chris Rock was thinking? He sees him approaching him. Maybe he think he was gonna try to grab the mic and say something, but he probably didn't know he was gonna get slapped. Maybe he thought he was gonna say something or or what? Like maybe he didn't know. I mean, my thoughts on the whole thing, I don't think it was staged. What I, I, for Chris Rock to stand like that, I think he was just thinking, you know, if I make myself look defenseless, he might not hit me. Hmm. Not, not only that, but I think Will Smith doing the slap the way he did. First of all, there's a video from November of him teaching kids how to 
do fake movie slaps and he does that exact one. Oh. So I have a feeling that he did the slap that way so that he wouldn't hurt him. And yeah. basically just wanted his wife to go, yeah, see, I did something for you, but I didn't hurt mm-hmm. the guy, you know? Interesting. Interesting. Well, and that and that makes some sense. And I, I sorry about I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Josh. You no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Was, my, my thing is long yeah all i was gonna say is that like that's sort of also feeds into the audience's reaction right so like i have i have a separate opinion about the audience which we'll probably tackle in a minute but like but the audience's reaction to the slap afterwards was that they didn't know what to make of it right it didn't look it looked staged even like like my wife and i like when we watched it live like at first we thought it was a skit Right. And so I think that the majority of the audience also like didn't know what to make of it, which I'm hearing now that like the the reason why he wasn't like like security didn't come up there and like usher him out of the building was because they didn't know whether or not this was like a real thing, you know? Um I was gonna say I did such a deep dive for that first two days now. I'm like tired of even hearing about it. But I actually watched a video about this. A body language expert who broke down like second for second everything that happened and he he had said that Chris Rock had first off when people put their hands behind their back it's to hold restraint possibly and secondly he said that he leaned forward into it because when you're on stage you have light shining in your face and it's possible he couldn't see Will Smith good enough right. and didn't know how close he was didn't have a good angle and was just trying to see what the hell was going on and couldn't process it. But right after, and also what he broke down was obviously Jada's reaction, which was just like, uh, her eyes rolled back into her head mm-hmm. like the Undertaker man. When he said that right. she had Jada, like, <laughs> she was done, you could tell. Mm-hmm. And he had laughed initially. And then you're gonna reneg your laughter because you knew it was funny. You laughed at it, but you knew what was going to happen later uh, when you went home or whatever, or you were worried about August, you know, coming over again. Um, I won't even get into that. But <laughs> then after that, well, then after that, uh, yeah, you know, I got, I got to poke my. I know, I know, I know, I know. After that, though, Chris Rock was doing something that I do because I know I'm a DJ and when I talk over the mic I'll say hey da, 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 da. but if something really annoyed me or bothered me I have to think like oh, I can't think about that I just have to say alright we're going to welcome so and so before you know and not let it get to me and that's what Chris Rock was doing because he was trying to say his joke he's like documentaries uh, they make you kind of smart he's like uh, I right. don't know roll, roll the nominees so that's when I I don't think it was fake because I could see mm-hmm. him being flustered, mm-hmm. but still holding like you know a frame, right. a professional frame. So yeah, it was it wasn't um, yeah it wasn't good, but uh, yeah, I don't think it was fake though. It just seemed really real. I'll, I'll the pizza just, looked really mm-hmm. real too. I'll say re- just really quick. I haven't I haven't talked about this. Number one, I didn't watch the Oscars. And I know it's crazy to be on an Oscar prediction show, and then what? But I just I, I cannot watch the show anymore. I think it's just it's so fake, and just it's just uh, I just I can't stand it. I, I love movies. I cannot stand the award shows and stuff like that. The two things I watched, I went back and I watched the opening monologue, which I typically like whenever the the host roasts the celebrities. I think it's it's funny, and then I 
watched, you know, the slap stuff. But the main thing I liked is all the memes that came out the slap stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but let's, we'll pretend real quick that the slap was real. I already am not much of a Will Smith fan. I, I, that's been documented. I, I just have not. I liked his him very early, how charismatic and, and just cool that he was. Like Independence Day, I was a Will Smith guy. <laughs> but I, even being in high school, I had already stopped liking Will Smith Joe, time. his next role. So I was not a big fan of him to begin with. King Richard, I was like, Man, great. He he did really, really good. I thought that was a great performance. He kind of drove the movie. It was good. I enjoyed it. And I was like, you know, I hope Will Will wins for that. But to see if that was real, to see him do that after all the stuff that's been made public about him and Jada's relationship and the stuff that he puts up with. Yeah. To go and, and, and slap someone like that is well liked and respected like Chris Rock for making a G.I. Jane 2 joke, I just, if it's real, I can just not respect him at all anymore. And I, hold on, I'm sorry, I gotta go. That's fine, that's fine. That's um, fine, we understand. Yeah, yeah, we understand. I, I don't see any real, like, benefit to being fake other than, oh, it's Well, like, here's I, the thing, though. <laughs> I posted this, okay, so those who are on the Facebook discussion group, thank you. Uh, I, we love everything you guys mm. post. Uh, but I posted, like, hey, the tickets for Chris Rock stand-up um, mm. has inflated. It went from 40 bucks to get in to $400 yeah. to get in. And, right. Mark, you're right. like, well, that gives me cause to pause. Right. Because, like, now it seems, now you can make the argument. I'm not saying that you think it's staged, but I'm saying you, you said that you can make the argument that it could be staged. Absolutely. For him to inflate his to ticket benefit. sales. Yep. Yeah. And just think, I mean, I get it. People are going to go to his stand-up because they want to hear what he has to say about it. And right, yeah. if anything, Chris Rock benefited from this incident. Will Smith did not. Yeah, um, yeah, And definitely. I think that's probably why, and that's probably why he's not going to press charges, even though he has every right to, and I, I believe he should. Uh, not just against Will Smith, but against the Academy for their lack of security. Mm. Um, that's my opinion. But I wouldn't be surprised. I know Chris Rock said he's not going to press charges, but he's got lawyers, and his lawyers are going to say, hey, listen, here's what we can do. Yes, you're making all this money in your stand-up, but you can make up even more money because I know Chris Rock has bills to pay. I'll leave it at that. Um, the reason why I don't think that'll happen is because you know we can we can banter back and forth and argue back and forth about like who's more wrong okay, but chris chris rock is not faultless here and if say he does press charges against will smith or does come after him in some kind of civil case then jada can come after him for something you know what i mean for like a defamation suit or something you know what i mean like it, it could turn into something very ugly very quickly and i don't think that he necessarily wants that hassle not that he wouldn't come out on top but it's not like a guarantee that he would and it would be you know it would be a lot of legal hassle for him to to deal with when he's already benefiting i mean the the past uh, couple shows that he's had I saw on the news yesterday that they've been sold out, yep. that he's been getting standing ovations yep. and all kinds of stuff. Like, like 
there's, you know what I mean? He, there, there's nothing but upside for him at this moment, you know, at, you know, as a result of, of the incident. So he's not gonna tie himself up legally by going after Will Smith, because there's really no benefit to that. Well, what about in, the Academy? Okay, okay, let's take Will Smith out. What about the Academy? Don't you feel like, you know, lack of security? Don't you, you know? Oh, yeah, I mean, not only that, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you could you could definitely make that argument, right? Okay. He could sue the yeah. Academy, yeah. but then he's a member of the Academy, right? So if he does that, then that causes bad will. If, you know, he's an actor, so he, they, there may be there may be in the future a role that he really kicks ass at and he's, you know, he could be likely nominated. I, I highly doubt it. I'm not taking I mean, anything I'm away from the guy. Yeah, I know what I'm you just mean. saying theoretically it could yeah, happen, yeah, yeah. right? No, like, you know, maybe, we're not talking about Chris Rock of today, but like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, he may blossom in, we don't know, he may blossom into this like amazing like elder statesman kind of an actor yeah. and wind yeah. up giving turning in an amazing performance that's worthy of an oscar but because he sued sued him you know in oh. 2020 sued them in 2022 he would never have that chance ever or you know what i mean even on the low end if he just wanted to host again you know? yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. If he wanted now, to here's the thing. Next year's gonna like be interesting, that. though. Next year will be interesting. First and foremost, um, I, I guess I should probably mention that the academy's already looking into the incident, and they're already saying that they could be banning Will Smith for years. Um, yeah. Nothing. To, now, also, there's also that possibility he could lose his Oscar. That may not happen. I, I doubt that highly. But I doubt that it's highly. not. But it could. Yeah, it could, but the, but the more likely scenario is that he'll be banned from the academy for at least a year or two. So yeah. that being said, next year's ceremony, you know, we're just gonna, let's just we can make the assumption that there's a chance that Will Smith will not be there for that. But if Chris Rock chooses to host again, or if Chris Rock is just there, everybody's just gonna tune in, not for the award ceremony. But to see what's gonna, what Chris Rock's gonna do, and what see, it's gonna be like. Yeah, yep. and see what you know. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're gonna have security around the stage. At least I hope they do. Um, you know, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what's gonna differentiate next year, moving forward yeah. after this incident. I mean, this incident changes everything basically, and yeah. it's just sad that you know this was supposed to be the biggest night of Will Smith's life. Not just that, but you know, we just talked about earlier the best supporting actor there and best supporting actress like in dune like these were big nights for but it's been overshadowed by this so it's just unfortunate and and yeah but we're gonna remember this forever i think 10 20 yeah. 30 years down the road i don't think the meme will ever die i think i think the batman robin meme meme is dead long live the chris rock and will smith meme just a template. Yeah, absolutely. That's a living meme. Um, I'm going to make an Oscar prediction, an early Oscar prediction. Uh, just like after the Moonlight and La La Land incident, uh, we got three years after that of boring, nothing happening Oscars, uh, just the regular show. I think that next year, if you say, like you said, like security around the stage, whoever will be hosting will be hosting it, it'll, nothing will happen and people will turn it off like immediately. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I think right. it's only once every three to four years you get that, you know, uh, wrong yeah. uh, best picture winner uh, slash slap in the face 
Oh, you're you're off. Uh... I'm just telling Wes to unmute. That's all. Oh, okay. I mute. I just muted him because yeah, because he had stuff going on in the background. So we still uh, we still so can't hear. Unmute, him. yeah. Unmute. There we go. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to interrupt Josh. No, no, no. That's fine. A, no, you're good. I got you're a good. sick three-year-old here. He's he's pretty sick, so I'm gonna have to. Sorry for being late. And again, don't worry. And, and no, we, short. we totally understand. Every time, West. try to thank, do this. this thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. No worries. You know. Thank you for joining us for as long as you did, and yeah, you man. know we appreciate you. We. Um, we hope that your your uh, your son is is uh, you know Absolutely. gets better, and you. Uh, you know all of our all of our uh, best wishes to you. And congrats, you won sixteen of yeah. nineteen. Yeah. So Absolutely. you slayed yeah. it, man. Thanks. You slayed it. And uh, before You're you go, we me. say yeah. we look forward to your Oscar result podcast. We look forward to it because your prediction podcast was fantastic. We so everybody, awesome. Nerdcage Nation, please. Uh, yeah. If you're an audio junkie like us, please subscribe to Real Talk Movie Podcast. Link in the description below. Wes, thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you guys. I love podcasting with all four of you. I hope uh, hope we get to do this again soon, and I can actually be around for uh, for uh, for a whole episode. And uh, we have the the Oscar prediction episode. It's been recorded. Uh, I was unable to join that due to uh, things that are going on. I have a bunch of uh, stuff going on in my personal life uh right now and uh but we're about to put out an episode about 1996's fear and that is really interesting nice. it is nice outrageous episode it's just so cool. ridiculous but we had a bunch of fun and we'll have that out this week uh well it's tomorrow's friday so the goal is it'll be out tomorrow so <laughs> Thank you guys. Yes. There you go. All right. You, you have go. a good night. Good night, my friend. Thank, Thank you guys. So much again. We Thanks love so much. Take care. All See right. ya. Bye. All right. And then let me just pop in a placeholder so that way it doesn't like, you know, mess with the stream too much here. Um, right. Hang on. But Josh, I like, I like what you said. I like where your head's at with that prediction. Um, I think again, that feeds into the conspiracy theory, right? Because uh, I don't know how much you guys know about the ABC contract, like as far as the Oscars, but this was sort of like a make or break Oscars for them. So the Academy was thinking about pulling the Oscars from ABC uh, and going <coughs> to another network because of the low ratings and, and technical problems they've had over the past few years. And it makes sense that if they had something that had a big enough pop that got people talking, you know, that th that um, it would actually, you know, boost, not only boost ratings um, for, for that night, but for future Oscars going forward, because you make a really good case that now that this has happened next year, we're gonna be looking to see like, you know, what's, what's the next big, fiasco yes. that, that uh, occurs also uh, i didn't know this until i was listening to another podcast i forgot who it was um but people were complaining about well what the hell's going on with the cameras here why they keep moving the camera apparently at some point there was a ward world malfunction i guess we had another titty pop um mm. i don't know who it Let's was I don't know who it was. I oh, believe me, man. I wish I did know. Um, but but that was. Um, but in case anybody who I, again, I didn't watch. I was just listening to everyone. But people were like saying, "Well, what's going on with the camera? Why do they keep zooming? Like moving? The, 
there was a world robot malfunction with some big female celebrity. I don't know who it was, mm. but in case you guys are wondering why, what was going on there, that's why. <laughs> I see. Wow. They so, Janet Jackson did, huh? Wow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that was staged, wasn't it? The Janet Jackson JT? Well, no, I'll say I, this. She had a pasty on. <laughs> right. That is, yeah, she was ready for yeah. the, uh, yeah. Um, ready for it. You know what? Speaking of, okay, this will be the last thing we'll wrap this up. Um, okay. I'm surprised because you bring up Janet Jackson. So when the Janet Jackson incident happened, for those who don't know, you young kids who don't know, Super Bowl 2003, halftime show, look it up. Just Google it. Anyway, so two days later, um, a woman from Tennessee, of course it was Tennessee, uh, filed a class action lawsuit suing the Super Bowl for, you know, for the American people. Oh, my God. How could you let that happen for viewers to see? They had a case. They were right. I gotta be careful how I say this. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a viewer out there somewhere in some state, any state, who's ready to sue the Oscars for a violent outburst that the world saw? Hey, no, just gave me a good because idea. they didn't actually in the you know the clip that everybody is like seeing and commenting on was an international clip in the U.S. Um, feed. That actual smack was actually cut. Yeah, like they actually. Yeah, because there's, there's a there's know, a ninety second delay. delay. Ninety second delay. They're, yeah, yeah they had enough delay to not show it. And also the same thing with the audio. They cut the audio completely. Well, they you, had I to. mean, you could see, right? You could see Will Smith mouthing, you know, that what the the phrase Keep that I'm not going to repeat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But there was no audio to it. So the FCC rules were not violated. No one really saw anything. You just pieced together what happened, right? Yeah. And then, and then of course, there was the actual international feed, which showed you everything. Yes. But yeah, if a lawsuit were to come about, I don't think that it would have any merit and it would get thrown out on its face. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I was just throwing it out there because I just feel like that there's still more to uncover. Like we're, this is not over. I know we just, Josh said, the things have calmed down. No, yeah. I think there's gonna be more coming out in the um, coming days. And I don't think this is gonna wait anytime soon. Uh, yeah. It's unfortunate, but I think there's gonna be more and more and more. And I, yeah, so. It's uh, it's over for me, man. I'm done. This was the penultimate. <laughs> yeah. This was the penultimate closing the book. Yes. I was so excited when I messaged you the other day. I was like, oh man. And now I'm like, man. I'm done. Well, you know, obviously yeah. we had this. I watched Joe Thursday. Rogan. Every single person. I watched Joe Rogan. I watched Stephen Smith. I watched FS1. I watched yep. this group. I yep. watched whoever the hell, whatever YouTubers talk about it. All every single one of my favorite YouTubers. Everyone, even that had nothing to do with like. Yeah, like you and the sports people. It's it. amazing. Like I'm done. Right. Like I'm done. I'm done. Done hearing about. I'm done. I watched that video about Will Smith and everybody's body language, and it was like longer than me, and it was like an hour long. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Wasted my time completely. They're both rich a holes, you know, that are both whatever. <laughs> One of them. So, oh, I will say that we didn't talk about that aspect, though, but whatever. Uh, the the acceptance speech that was super cringe. That I didn't only. That was weird. Yeah. It was I, a weird yeah. speech. Also, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Um, not to mention, they, Will Smith was, was told by the Academy to leave. 
and he yes. refused. So he that the acceptance speech actually wasn't supposed to happen because he was asked before right. they accept. He was asked to leave. Um, right. Oh man. I think that it's unfo- other- it's, it's unfortunate because like I I think yeah it's. Mm, yeah, it was it was it was not it was not good. Nothing good came out. Of it. Ruined what he has been waiting for for ten years. Ruined right. his moment. Ruined Quest longer Love's. than ten years. Who, by the way, I, I I will say this: Quest Love, his documentary. I looked into it. Will Smith, I think, produced it, and Quest mm-hmm. Love had spoken previously about how much he helped. That's why they shook hands, and Chris right. Rock was looking. I'm like, oh my god, like this is whole thing is like screwed up. Um, but you were also feeding into the other uh, conspiracy theory people that think like, oh, the Illuminati, da 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 da, and Scientology. We don't want to get into that. Uh, maybe there's some merit. I will not. I'll, I'll say this because I don't want to sound like a crazy person. Um, Too late. I don't think no. No, I don't think it's. Um, I don't believe in any of that. I know. I'm just messing, dude. You're my I dude. I, I'm just like the mess. Though, but I do believe that Will Smith has a lot of pull. He's a producer on so many things. Every time right. you look at the producers, like Cobra Kai, all these other shows, TV, he has a lot of Hollywood real estate. Now, I don't think that's like a secret group that wears masks or whatever, but I think there is like, you have a lot of power. You have a lot of power. Absolutely. Speaks. And, you know, I don't know if maybe like when he, him saying, no, I'm not leaving the Oscars. And they're like, oh, well, I guess we can't do anything about that. It's like, what? Yeah. No, get him out of there. Like he said, no, yeah. get him out. So, no, I guess that's it, right? He's Trust me, I, I'm a little bummed crazy. that Denzel didn't win. But at the same time, nah. um, I'm happy for Will Smith for, for his victory. I'm just, I'm saying solely on the victory because here's the thing. I still feel in my heart of hearts that he should have won for the pursuit of happiness. That bothered me. Yeah. Like, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. I can think of three incidences that bothered me. I, I thought that he should have won for Pursuit of Happiness. I thought Mickey Rourke should have won for The Wrestler. I feel like Stallone should have won for Creed. Those bothered me because those guys, I like, I wanted those guys to win bad. So do I think, you know, I, I still stand by I think Denzel should have won, but the way I look at it, this victory makes up for the Pursuit of Happiness because I don't think he was deserving of Ali. I, I'm a huge boxing guy. As great as that movie was, that was just Will Smith playing Muhammad Ali. That wasn't Will Smith being Muhammad Ali. That was Will Smith being taking his take on Muhammad Ali. He didn't. He wasn't like Ali to me because he didn't. Ali doesn't talk like that. And he wasn't Jamie Foxx. On top Ray. of that, like Ali yeah. himself didn't like the movie and did not like Will Smith. Mm. So mm. I understood why he got nominated. Mm. I understood why he didn't win. But the pursuit of happiness. He poured his soul into that. And, that, and yeah. there were moments in that movie that made me cry. And to see that struggle, to see him struggle, his character, well, it's based on a true story, but to see his character struggle and, like, yeah, I wanted him to win that year. And then when he didn't, it hurt me. So I feel like yeah. this victory makes up for that. So that's sure how I personally but- feel. Right, but of course, you know, now there's a huge asterisk by it, yes. you know, and, and on top of that, um, you know, it, it doesn't only ruin ruin that, you know, ruin everything for him, like at least, you know, in terms of that Oscar and, and in terms of that night, but it now overshadows every other Oscar yes. winner. That ha- that night, like you know what I mean. This was their night. You know what I mean. We should be talking about 
Ariana DeBose. We should be talking about Questlove here tonight. But instead, you know, we just spent a, a ton of time talking about the slap with Will Smith oh, and Chris yeah. Rock, which was a very, very small part of the of the ceremony. You know what I mean? Of the award show. Yeah. You know, and I think that that is um, incredibly unfortunate, right? Like in the moment, I felt the way that I felt about it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I and I still have my feelings about that particular incident. Yeah. But at the same time, it's um, it it's kind of um, it's it's kind of just bad luck for everybody else that won that they're not really getting their moment to shine in the, you know, in the aftermath of everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, We're no, trying to do that here, very man. Well said. We're trying to do that here, brother. On yeah. Nerd Cage Live, man. That's yeah, still yeah, what we're going to do. Like I Coda, man, shout out to Coda. Yeah, shout out to Coda for real. And Dune. And Dune. I mean, come on. Dune. Listen, get there, man. Yeah. 10, 20 years ago, even, even when this movie was first announced, did you even, the fact that this movie, you know, got nominated and won is mind-blowing right and i think in 2023 2024 hopefully Deli, denny Villeneuve will get nominated this this time through and dune will win even more awards you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah dune dune car two yeah. yeah yeah no no um but that's all i got uh and again i'm really happy for jessica chastain like her you know her yeah. moment it was her moment. I'm glad she she won. You know, like I said, I've been a fan for a minute. Um, I'm happy for all the winners. Um, and I, I still have to get through all the other best pictures. I didn't get to get through all of them, but I will. Um, and I, at least I can say this comfortably. Um, for Coda winning, great. Because last year I was unhappy with Nomadland. Um, right. And the year before yeah. that, well, two years before that, because you know, because the pandemic. But two years before that, I was unhappy about uh, Parasite. Now, Parasite was good. Mm. Parasite I was really good. Liked Parasite. I liked Parasite, but was it better than Joker in 1917? Yes. No. No. No, Josh. No. Uh, no, no 1917 should have won. I really, really uh, yeah, like 1917 I, I agree with you a lot. Well, I will say this. No, I, I disagree. I felt that way because I really, really love 1917. And the first time I see Parasite, it was overwhelming. I say that we all should watch it again. Uh, there's so many things to that movie. So I, li- I like it. I just don't think it was I mean, better you know, than those two. I don't have to review right now. But, oh, no, but, but it, it's very, very deep. And there's so many meaningful things in it that yeah. are like he like the, the missing chair that was like, oh, that's the missing chair with the two family members and yeah. all that other mm-hmm. stuff that I won't talk about now because we're going to talk for that. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Parasite is – Parasite might be one of the best movies in the last 10 years. I yeah, disagree. I'm so sorry. That's, that's fine. I disagree. Uh-huh. And okay, John, I never asked. What about Nomadland? Because that pissed me off. Because no, I thought Nomadland, the father should have won. Nomadland. I like all the vistas. I like all the cinematography. I fell asleep at certain times in the theater. I was really tired that day, but I would be like, "Oh, that's a nice shot of Francis McDormand walking around for you know, like half the whole thing." Where's the story? All right, I, that's okay. I enjoyed it. So, so I, I will say this: I don't think that it should have won best. Uh, picture. Thank I, you. I did enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I, I personally found it engaging. Then again, I mean, I think that that maybe speaks to people who have like experienced van life 
and so maybe that's why a lot of people didn't really like um, uh, grasp onto it yeah. as much. But I gotta say the performances within that film oh, yeah. were fantastic. Yeah. Frances McDormand is great in everything. Yes. And then uh, David Strafeheron, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He was really good in it. I mean, you had some really good, even like some of the, some of the actors that we don't really know their name, they're not like big names, but um, some of those characters were like really rich and interesting. And I, I really liked, I really liked that movie a lot. Do I think it should have won best picture though? No, I good, don't. Good, like, yeah, I, you no, I'm know, glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you think that. Other, but for me, I just, I didn't yeah. like the movie. I didn't um, think it should have won. Uh, real quick, uh, Mark, did you see The Father yet with Anthony Hopkins? No, and I probably won't see it it's, because it I just strikes have so a many nerve. other. It strikes yeah, a nerve. I get it. I didn't I get see it. that either. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. it should have. The reason why I think that movie should have won. Granted, Anthony Hopkins won the Oscar, but I'm just saying. Okay. That movie struck a nerve. What about Nomadland did not. I didn't see. Sound I didn't metal. like Sound of Metal. I, okay. I didn't. I didn't so, enjoy Sound of Metal. But anyway, what I'm either. getting at is like I feel like finally this year, like the movie that won, like I can live with it. The previous two yeah. years, no, but this year I can live with it. I. I mean, also I will say for me, I Hammer think that the, the Academy did uh, the inverse of what I wanted the year before that. If you guys remember, I mm. thought that Green Book had the best script. I thought that The Favorite had the best director, and I thought that mm -hmm. Roma was the best movie overall, and they completely did the inverse, where I think like yeah. The Favorite got best script, Green Book won best picture. And, I liked uh, the know, Green Book. <laughs> oh no, I liked it a lot too. I, I liked the it. script, but yeah. I thought that The Favorite had a better style and look. I thought that Roma had the best of both worlds, where that yeah. should won. But that was before, that was the time when Netflix was like, eh, we don't really like you too much. Now that's changed. But, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, we, we all have our opinions. But no, P Parasite, though, it's like almost universal. I, I don't know. You know, I feel it's you guys. It's a great movie. Much respect to you guys. It's, it's, no, it's, 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 uh, I, like I like it. I just don't think it's better than 1917 or Joker. That's just my opinion. Um, That's fair. I think it's a 10 out of 10. I it, think it's like, like I said, it's a good movie. Just it's just I'm just baffled that a movie like 1917, which was just the, the it was flawed. It was good. The, flawless, that camera work was things. just it was great, mind blowing. In particular, in particular, the, the dog fight where, where the where you see the two airplanes fighting yeah. and they crash into the yeah. barn. That is mind blowing how they pulled that shit off. Yeah, what what I loved about 1917 was how they within that moment, right? They just instantly changed the focal point of the film, right? Like you're following this one guy mm -hmm. throughout the first first two acts of the film, and then something happens to him, and now you're following the guy that's like right next to him. Yeah, and you know what I mean. And it's and it just totally shifts everything. It's like it's like a relay. It's like a passing it's the a torch great, in a relay race. Yeah, yeah. It's a good protagonist switch. Uh, yeah, type it movie. was. And the sound sound design's excellent. Um, you know the scenes, the way that they were, the pacing was awesome. And I did agree. I would have if you would have said this to me like two years ago before I rewatched Parasite a bunch of times. I would have. I was on board. I was like, what? Come on, nineteen seventy. Also, I really like Ford v Ferrari. I think that that was yeah, that, yeah. that was a good one. It was better. I knew it was gonna win, but that was good. And yeah. shout out to James Mangold, please save Indiana Jones. Um, right, yeah, right, right, right. someone's gotta do <laughs> it. <laughs> like, Indiana Jones, if they're gonna do another one, you need to make up for last one. So listen, let's wrap this. Let's wrap this oh, shit yeah, up, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Josh, I'm gonna give you an opportunity. Just 
you know, if any closing thoughts and plug whatever you want to plug, the floor is yours, my friend. Um, I want to say, you know, I hope uh, NBC's reboot of The Slap is uh, really good, man. And that was the only joke that has been made. So I did it. Yeah, maybe the only joke that has been made. Uh, no, uh, Movie and Gaming Aficionados. Uh, I got a bunch of reviews coming up. I just did one for Morbius. Definitely doing one for Moon Knight, Halo, uh, South Park. I've been waiting to do for like weeks now that the season's almost over, but you know, I'm going to be doing a review on that. Um, and yeah, uh, gaming, I'm all, always gaming, game streams. I'm excited for uh, Jason's thing that he'll tell you about soon. And uh, my, my documentary is uh, coming, man. It's coming along. It's looking really good. So um, hopefully it will be on one day. I'll keep you guys posted about that. Uh, and if you're on Facebook, Movie and Gaming Aficionados, there uh, separately. You know, yep, if you link guys in the description. post, talk things, all that, man. And thank you guys for having me. Again, I... I love this, uh, you know, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do this again. Thank you. We will, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you. All right, Mark, I know we got uh, we got a whole bunch of TikToks and stuff uh, uh, out and on the way, so mm. go ahead, plug whatever you want to plug before we call it night here. Yeah, I mean, if you've not checked out our TikTok, it's tiktok.com slash Live. We got a ton of material on there and a ton of rapid reviews uh, coming up. Picard, Halo, um... Uh, there was right on my right on the tip of my tongue, Moon Knight, which Josh uh, Josh just mentioned. Um, uh, more, we'll do uh, Morbius. We're gonna be doing that. <laughs> yeah, and of course Morbius. We'll, you name it, we're gonna be doing a rapid review on it. And in addition to that, the lookbacks are gonna be coming back very soon. Just stay tuned. We got it. We got a few things planned. I know that we have kind of like put that on the back burner with the with the things that have been happening the past couple months but they are definitely going to be coming back soon. So just tune in for that. Yes. And uh, Joe, go ahead. Tell them about tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be playing Kirby in the Forgotten Land for round two. Yes. I can't get enough of it, Joe. I ain't going to lie to you, Joe. <laughs> I've been having withdrawals, Kirby withdrawals, all week. I was so tempted to start another <laughs> file. So I'm like, oh my god, this game was so much fun. I was like, you know what? No, no, no. I'm not, I don't want to kill the experience of playing it for the first time in, yeah. on the on camera with you, Joe. But just to tell you how much I like this game, like the withdrawals have been killing me, so I cannot wait to jump back into Kirby tomorrow night with you, man. Again, that's uh, twitch.tv slash nerdcadeslive, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And uh, uh, Joe, go, and of course, uh, Joe, we have a week from Saturday. Yeah, week from Saturday, we will be uh, watching Mortal Kombat Conquest, right? Yes, Mortal Kombat mm. Conquest episode. Yes, episodes. the last batch, 16 through 22, to end, end it all. Of course, with our homies Toasty and Mad Mike Jones. So those guys are a hoot. And, of course, we're going to have more gas station pizza, and we're going to be doing this stream for, <laughs> what, at least seven or eight hours. So, yeah. So that will be next Saturday. Uh, we're hoping to start around 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time next Saturday, which is April 9th. So if you guys haven't watched Mortal Kombat Conquest, uh, you can watch on HBO Max. We are, like I said, if, you haven't, if you're going to watch it with us, we're going to start episode 16. If you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch the first 15 episodes and watch 16 through 22 with us. Um, we're very much looking forward to it. Any Mortal Kombat-related stream is always good for us. We love doing it. Um, also... Next Tuesday, we are going to resume our Gears of War 5 
campaign. We're having yeah. a blast with that. Um, cool, cool. And uh, I guess we'll, right here, right now, we'll, we'll just say it. We are not doing a Morbius spoiler stream. The movie, not only that the movie wasn't good, there's not a lot. I'm okay with it. There's not I'm a lot okay to say. Yeah, now I'm not going to see it. it on Facebook. So. But yes, please check out our Facebook live authentic in the car out of the theater reaction video. Um, we, I think that's good enough uh, review. Um, yeah. And there's more things to come. Um, again, I have a very, in case you missed the preview earlier, the Nerd Cage Live and Friends. Who is the Mount Rushmore of video game characters is mm -hmm. baking in the oven right now, and it's mighty, it's smelling mighty fine. So uh, that will be premiering April 21st. In fact, let me just go over the whole month of April real quick. So next Thursday, we're going to be here with Titan Goji and Kush from The Hub. We're going to be talking about Attack on Titan, and we're going to be talking about Halo. Uh, the following Thursday, which is the 14th, uh, as far as I know, Alexander the Swell will be joining us so we can talk about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. Gotcha, gotcha. And then the following Thursday on the 21st will be the um, the Mount Rushmore video. And then on the 28th will be a bye week because I want to enjoy the NFL draft. So mm. there's your month of mm -hmm. April. Uh, like I said, a lot of great things coming this month. And of right, course, right, as I mentioned right, earlier, right. the Mortal Kombat Conquest stream on the 9th, Saturday the 9th. And, of course, the Twitch streams every Tuesday and Thursday. And, like I said, as Mark said, uh, we are preparing to get into look-back season real soon. Uh, we got so much announcements that we want to announce. We just can't yet. But good things are coming. And we appreciate everybody. And, again, thank you to Wesley Jones of Real Talk Movie Podcast for coming. I know he had a lot going on, but I'm glad he made it in. And, of course, Joshua Burrs of Movie Aficionados. Thank you so much. Please, Nerdcage Nation, sub those guys up. Join their Facebook discussion group. Follow them on Twitter. They are fantastic content creators, and we are super grateful to have them in our circle. So that being said, we pre-please ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like simple so USA from yours truly, Syracuse, New York, Bowling Green to Kentucky, New Jersey, Louisville, Kentucky, to all of our friends and fans around the world at... Nerd Cage Live, Movie and Gaming Aficionados, and Real Talk of Movie Podcast. As always, everybody, enjoy life. Stay safe. Eat your vegetables, do your push ups. Fuck and math. Fuck math and, and good keep night. my wife's name out of. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Good night, nice. people. You guys are awesome. Sayonara. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>